Kayanos, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos! Pando papatali, tipo pokota sata pedete. Pata papina kopa panta. Pata paporia, kapata pante. Kaporia, pata kapatala. Haya, haya, To say you got me now would have gone high. helped us to comprehensively deal with the matter of altars and I believe that uh, the Holy Spirit would have blessed us with one or two things and we also advise that this is not the kind of teaching that you just leave you might have to go back and consult it again and again until the things that are taught becomes part of you if your phone is ringing you might decide to put it on silent or you just put it off it's just one hour check check your phone I'm sure it's on check it Amen so um, we have been able to touch a few things that helps us to progress in our encounters see the work with God is not haphazard it's not um, arbitrary, it's not something that well there are many things we stumbled upon you can stumble upon many things but if you desire to make progress in them then many things have to be engaged deliberately and you have to know the pillars that make for those progress Amen and 
from day before yesterday we began to show that it is even important that a man identifies at what point he had an encounter so that he will be able to make progress in it what is even an encounter there are different structures that house encounters that's not where we're going but at least we are able to get to the point where uh, an average believer will be able to identify an encounter when he has one which is very very important amen so we began to look at yesterday how fundamentally important it is for a man to build altars around his encounters because um, the things that we speak about that we call encounters in your own context might not be necessarily something new but for you it is new are you getting the point so that is why you cannot um, Benny Hinn had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and his life shifted to another thing you see, it is not something new that a man can have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. But for you now, when you have that kind of encounter, it is new to you. Is it not true? Then if it is new, as we said yesterday, fundamentally you must learn how to build altars around it so that you will be able to perpetuate. As long as you come to that altar, the um, possibilities and facilities surrounding the altar will help you to get into the experience of the encounters you have. That is why sometimes if God wants to remind us of certain encounters that we had with him before. For example, somebody like me. Different encounters I had in different seasons, many seasons of my life. Is captured in, there are some songs if I hear, it reminds me of certain seasons of my life that I had some encounters. And those songs, if it's one song or songs I don't remove it from my phone even if I change phone I put it back because for me those songs capture the encounters in fact for example one of the most powerful ways that God um, preserves revivals is to immortalize them in songs psalms, hymns and worships yes because um we have probably forgotten the context of the Holy Spirit revivals, the move of the Holy Spirit, but as long as we sing some of those songs that Catherine Kuman sang, Benny Hinn sang, some of those songs that they sang in every move of God, we might not know what happened there, we might have even forgotten, but the songs we always stay to remind us of the fact that God moved in our midst. For example, I woke up in the morning when I finished. I don't know who put the song. It was wafting in into my room from outside. And the song was sung sung by many of you here might not know. There is a man called Patiobas. So and he has a trademark beat. When my uncle was teaching me how to play guitar those days, there is a way he plays it. If you go up, you go down, you go down, go up, go. And the team was playing. As he was playing, I was obviously taking many years back because these are the songs that surrounded the move of God that was around us when we were children. 
I think it's our parents that encountered it in the 80s and early 90s. So, you see, we might have forgotten many things that happened those days. But when you start listening to those songs, there is a man called Chikopala those days. He said, he said, we may be gone. And he's saying it in the 80s and 90s. And then you imagine what Owa is now. If, are you with me? If Nigeria maybe go in early 90s, so what is Nigeria now? So you see, so those things tends to remind us some move of God that was in our midst. Hmm? That if a generation will be preserved, then the psalmist have to put it in songs. Many people don't know how much music affects the social um, engineering of a society. If what the majority of Nigeria is listening to is Davido and Bombo and Money, huh? that will be the ultimate target of an average young man. It's not their fault. They grew up looking at that as a model. But if you grew up listening to Jimmy Reeves, how many of you know who is Jimmy Reeves? I know you know Jimmy Reeves. See the way you, you raise your hand at the first man. You know, if you don't know Jimmy Reeves, you didn't do anything. When we are young, the man that captured the move those is Domon. I know you listen to Domon, but when you listen to him was not when God will make a way. Wait, don't sing. The day, the, the time they sang it, you were not even born. Many of you. 90% of you here. You are not born. But it so happens that you got to sing it when you grew up. Amen. Oh. So what I'm trying to say is that somehow the move of God was kept in those songs. So somehow, even now, God is... I'm trusting God to also raise those psalmists amongst us. There are people already in the in the church that God is using like that. There are many gospel musicians so there are many of them are even reigning. Eh? But they are not they they don't have the spirit of the revival. They their songs cannot live beyond them. In fact, very soon they will they will still be alive eh? and their song will fade away. Because they, they just became popular. But when a man captures the burden of a revival, the messages and the songs you sang will outlive you. In fact, many times the real work that you are doing is even when you have died. Men like Watchman Nee, nobody knew them when they were alive. It was when they now died, they became... That will mean that the content has captured the burden of God in the move of God. Because I want to show you something quickly. So, imagine people like my friends, like Lawrence or your and Theophilus or something. You easily agree with me that they are not musicians. Is it not true? I was speaking with one of them one time. He said that he is not an artist. He is not a musician. He is not that what he has is not a stage he is an altar and he is only a priest that has an altar so when he stands to minister he is 
offering sacrifices. But others are doing performance like Harry. <laughs> so you perform and sometimes you even think God move when you perform. You are checking your, the only way to check the indices of progress is what you are seeing in the natural. But such men like him, it is only when he gets to heaven that he will understand how far God used him to impact lives. It's not possible for him to know. Amen. And if it is true, it must become our body. So the next one we are going to look at is never to never lose sight of God's end. So for every encounter there is an end that God has intended for it. There is a benefit that God intends to get from every encounter that he gave you. Amen. The man that had an encounter on his way to Damascus when he was recounting that encounter in the book of Acts chapter 26, why not show me first, when he was telling Agrippa of his aha uh-huh. verse 1 then Agrippa said unto Paul thou art permitted to speak for thyself, then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself verse 2 I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before, before the touching all the things. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. amen. Make sure you are with me. Touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews, especially because I know, I know thee to be expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. He's just trapping this man. See the way he's trapping him. Wherefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among my own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews. Verse 5. Which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers. Verse 7. Unto which follow now. Follow. Are you, follow. Follow. Huh? Unto which promise our twelve tribes instantly serving God day and night hope to come. For which hope's sake King Agrippa I am accused of the Jews. See the way this man trapped Agrippa. He said, I know you understand the Jews and their custom. You don't just understand, you are a, an expert in it. Hmm? That that thing that they are doing, that their religion, I too became part of the most powerful of the sect. Hmm? Then, but after some time, I realized that there is a hope that that thing is supposed to capture. Because the people that follow that religion is following it because of the hope that they have based on the promise God gave a man. And who is that man? Abraham. So, he's telling Agrippa that he too was trying to capture that hope. Eh? That he used to be part of the most powerful sect. Only for him to find out later that 
there is another way and that way now is to capture the hope that these people are trying to capture so he is not trying to accuse the Jews he is just trying to say that him too was part of them just as something happened to put him on track it is still the same thing that he was trying to pursue in the other way but it so happened that somebody brought him from there and said follow this is the correct way that your desire is is correct and consistent but the path you are following is wrong so he is telling Agrippa I know you know all these things meanwhile you will see Agrippa told him oh boy he be like don't they talk waiting me I don't know watch unto which promise wait go back unto which promise our twelve tribes instantly serving God day and night hope to come for which hope's sake King Agrippa I am accused of the Jews eight why should he be taught a thing incredible with you that what this is the favorite scripture of Archbishop Benson Edahos. This is his favorite verse. I have listened to him on this many times. He said, Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that what? God should raise the dead. You need to understand the basis of this. For you to understand this text, you might have to get to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I believe you have read it. Where Paul was saying that, that if the dead rise not, then our faith is what? In vain. Oga, come to the front. Come to the front. Elijah, go and sit at the back. Go and sit that place you sit. Amen or please, you know, I'm I'm interested in something happening. I'm not a showman. I believe that the people that God meant to benefit from what I'm is you. So why are we continuing in what we are doing if nothing is happening to you? That means I'm a showman. Help me back. Help me back. Who can help me with one word? Help me back. Huh? Just one word. Huh? God bless you. So our faith is in vain if we don't believe in resurrection. That was what the Bible is trying to show us. Don't go to First Corinthians. That is what because if you go there, we will stay there and then we will stay too long. That is what the Bible is trying to tell us in the book of First Corinthians chapter 15 that our faith is in vain if there is no resurrection. You will not understand the point that Paul is trying to make until you maybe get to understand the foundational pillars of the Jewish sects, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. A few places in the scripture you will find out that there are things that if you claim that you are supporting, you have qualified yourself for debt. Huh? So, and that was part of the reason why Jesus was killed. Jesus was busy saying all of them. So he said, I will put down this temple and build it in three days. They went and told the rulers that Jesus said he will bring down our temple. They have not finished solving that one. Jesus said again that 
I and my father are one. <laughs> he came back and said, you say, he said he is God. Huh? Then he came back again and said, I am the resurrection and life. You don't know what that statement, resurrection, means. I don't want to go there because our meeting will shift and I cannot teach. There is a revelation God has given me about resurrection. And I believe in due season I will begin to teach it. When I have sufficient evidence, I will begin to teach it. Resurrection. Amen. So, the Pharisees don't believe in resurrection. That is why... Are you getting the point now? That is why it became a matter for Paul to begin to talk about resurrection. And the problem with not talking about resurrection is that all of our faith is hanging on resurrection. Huh? I hope you know. The preaching of the gospel that brings repentance and soul winning has to be anchored on a few immutable things. There are many people that got born again that we cannot testify the basis of their regeneration experience because they have not encountered the pillars of the gospel. One of it is resurrection. In fact, oh, okay, I think somebody needs this. Acts chapter 4. Show me, show me Acts chapter 4. Start from verse 33. Can you be fast? Uh-huh. Watch. Can you see it? Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. It's only 10% that is reading. Let's read it again. One, two, ready, go. Everybody. So, the very purpose of the power of Pentecost is so that these men will be equipped with the witness power, witness dimension, sufficient to witness. I know it is the, we witness Christ, but we need to know the Christ that we witness. Is it the Jesus of Nazareth? Huh? No. The, the one we witness for now is the one that resurrected. That's the problem of the Jews. That's the problem of this sect. Huh? They are willing to accept Jesus the prophet, but they are not willing to accept the one that was raised from the dead. And it is not just their problem, it is the problem of Satan. Satan, the greatest proof of Satan's defeat is that Jesus was raised from the dead. That is why the scripture in extension in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, I think verse 17, the last verse, he said that this is the greatest manifestation of the power of God towards us that he raised Christ from where? The dead. So, the bone of contention now is that a man raised from... Because, are you with me? There is a law. A law of the spirit is this, that what happened once in the realm of the spirit can happen again. Can you pick this law? It is a law in the spirit. If it if if can be documented that this happened before, then it can happen again. So it is a very big problem for Satan because um, the greatest power that he had was the power of death. I don't, have to, I don't know why I'm going this way now. I need to get back to what I'm teaching. But if you get to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, All death, where 
is thy sting. So when man sinned, death came into play. It became obvious that the greatest thing Satan can use to stamp when Satan comes in view, the stamp of the oppression of Satan and darkness is death. Either death the event, death the process, or death the person. But it has to be a death. Huh? When your prayer life started going down, do you know what the name is called in correct spiritual terms? Do you know what it's called? It's death. It is death that is at work. Huh? So this is what started happening when sin came. So, Satan doesn't want anybody to believe the fact that there is a possibility of somebody coming out of death because death was so powerful that even the righteous men that died before the time that Jesus came, all of them were held down. So, Satan was boasting that no matter how big and righteous, all those people before Jesus, they were down. All the spirits down. So he held them. So that became his power and boast. So something needs to happen to that power he had. So that forever, except there is a proof to show that that thing that happened in hell is, um, is real, then Satan will continue to boast. Because anything we do that death can still hold us, we have not really had victory. So the ultimate proof of Jesus' victory was that he was raised from the dead. And this was testified. Are you sure you are with me? And this was testified in the book of, is it not um, Hebrews? Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7, right? He said that he raised a strong cry to him that is able to save him. And he heard in that he feared him that was saving from death. And he was watched. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers, Hebrews 5, 7, and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from what? So, the majority of Jesus' prayer before he died is not many things. If anything happened and death told Jesus, there is trouble. So, the scripture also recorded again in the book of Acts, that the apostles began to preach and said that even death could not hold him captive. So, are you getting the point I'm trying to make? The ultimate freedom and defeat and victory has to be over death. And even the scripture recorded it in the book of Revelations. It said that there is the last enemy that will be conquered. What is the name of that last enemy? So, there is something I don't want to go into now. So, but... Um... Satan, if this is the ultimate power of Satan, I think he will have to go to any land to protect it. So, there are many things he allows people to do, allow Jesus to do, but when he came to the point where they said that Jesus raised from the dead, he paid, from that time he paid people to deny resurrection. That Jesus never rose from the dead. Now, this is why I'm telling you, because if you get the revelation of resurrection you will never be scarce of the witness power. In fact, the greatest dimension of the witness power of the Holy Spirit comes to witness the resurrection of Christ. Because the summary of the power that the believer has to execute the new life is captured in the resurrection life, the resurrection power. It is such, the life you received 
is such a life that it came from death. Do you know what it means? You don't even know what it means. If you understand what is resurrection life, resurrection power, it is life that came from death. And remember what I told you about death. That is both an event, a process, and a person. Let's assume that you are suffering death, the process, in your prayer life. Hmm? And you have been able to stumble upon the revelation of resurrection. Are you getting the point now? And the answer to, to death is resurrection. Because the life that can be ministered conquered death. So I now encounter death in my prayer life. What is the answer to death in my prayer life? Resurrection life. So that life that conquered resurrection will come to your prayer life and conquer death in your prayer life. Can you get this more teaching now? Is it clear? Very good. So, um, let's get back to two scriptures back to the book of Acts. The reason why I have to teach this on resurrection is so that you find out that this is the crux of the matter for both Satan and both heaven. Paul said clear, clear in the book of First Corinthians chapter 15. He said, if the dead rise not, our faith is what? It is rubbish. You know what he added the next verse? Say, let's eat and drink. Tomorrow we die. <laughs> in my own opinion, we need to research resurrection because it, it is because you don't even know what is resurrection yet. Everything you are able to do as a result of the fact that grace is at work in you is what is called is on the basis of resurrection power. It is on the basis of resurrection life. Are you getting the point? So, it is grace because you did not deserve it. But what is it that grace is administering? Grace is raising matters. Raising, bringing up qualities, resources. Drawing it from a reservoir that came from resurrection. And all of those resources that is needed for you to become and live a different kind of life has now been installed in a spirit dimension. And that spirit dimension is captured in an office. What is that office? The Christ. Huh? So what the Christ, Jesus was able to achieve, huh? that was sealed by his resurrection, was now invested in the spirit dimension. Christ, which is the office. What the Holy Spirit now does is, this is how the Holy Spirit works. He works, he administrates from the platform of height. Why am I going here now? Are you getting the point? He, you know what is height? Height is government in the spirit. Height is not who is taller. Height is government. Height is authority. So, and you can only administrate. That is why when Jesus came, what he actually gave the disciples is authority. That word power is authority. You can have anointing, but do you know some people, I've seen people, you can be anointed and then you administrate the anointing beyond the scope of your authority in the spirit. And principalities understand that a man has executed the anointing beyond the scope. So now, this is it. Even in the anointing and execution of your ministry, you have to stay within the scope of your authority, ministry authority anyway. Are you with me? Are you with me? So that is why you can 
some young men can be anointed and in a can be in the campus and then they raise prayer and then people are falling. Some kind some people one person even got you and all that and then you woke up one day and went to the the oldest altar in UNF you and your friends and we say we raise the banner for Jesus and then you cry the power came that day even somebody prophesied <laughs> and then you left you have not graduated now hmm? and that's part of the list of the things that will happen to you because suddenly the people that used to send you money will have problem and from 10,000 it will reduce to 5,000 how many of you it has happened to you from 10,000 it reduced to 5,000 and even the 5,000 you are finding it hard to come did it happen to you or not but meanwhile you didn't know that's what is happening no? guess what you will be feeling the anointing feeling the anointing but you are operating the anointing without the scope of your spiritual ministry authority are you getting the point so now the Holy Spirit administrates power within the scope of the authority that is prevalent so it is important that the things that Jesus accumulated the resources that is available that when it comes to us it comes in the mode of grace it is grace because we do not deserve it are you getting the point it is not grace because of the content the content of grace can be anything are you getting what I'm saying? The content of grace can be anything. It is grace because of the way it came. It came in such a way that the receiver doesn't deserve it. Are you getting the point? So if there is anything you receive from God, whatever it is, that you could not buy, pay for, but you had it, and God gave it to you of his own volition, mercy, then it is grace. Back to what I'm saying. All these things, resources that Jesus was able to garner, huh, was now invested in his spirit dimension. And remember, the scripture was telling us in the book of Acts, it was Peter, by the spirit of revelation, began to show men, he operated from a spiritual office. That spiritual office is called the office of the interpreter. It is a very rare office. Very rare. I pray that you will be opportune to meet and interpret at least once or twice in your journey in God. Because one of the proofs that you have encountered interpreters is that you begin to understand the events of your life. Understand the purposes of everything, the dealings, the processes and the seasons that is around your life. Huh? You will find out that every event has a purpose. And then you understand the purpose. And beyond the purpose that you understand, you understand the mind of the one that engineered and kick-started that event. It is the interpreter that have the capacity to reach beyond manifestation and find out what was in the heart of the inventor, the originator, before the event started. So, by the time we came to the book of Acts chapter 2 and Peter was giving an interpretation, he told them that what you are seeing didn't start in the upper room. It is manifestation we saw in the upper room. He had to travel to the source and the origin. Even though the manifestation was in the upper room, the origin was from the throne room. So he has to enter there huh? and begin to bring perspective from a region that is not the natural. It is 
Only when men are ferried consistently to this plane that they will be able to put their life in context and find out that some of the things you, can, you think is delay in your life is not delay. And some of the time you think that there is inactivity in your life, it is part of the divine orchestration to bring you to the place where you are well equipped to execute your destiny. Huh? The day that you seem as if there is no activity, that is the day they are having meeting in the throne room. Huh? Suddenly, the Bible said, suddenly the Holy Ghost came. It is only sudden for men. But for people that visit the throne room, they will know that there has been an incubation for a minimum of some people say it's 10 days, some people say it's 40, some people say it's 50. For me, I call it 50. I choose 50. Choose the one you want. Amen. So, it was Peter that came and told them that the Holy Spirit you saw shed forth is a proof to a fact that Jesus is now coronated what? The Lord and the Christ. It is on that basis that the Holy Ghost was shed forth. Huh? You will not understand this well until you now go back to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. And the Bible said that he ascended high and so that he will retain the capacity to feel all things. Do you know what it means to feel all things? You see, the purpose of the Christ is coming from eternity. And the scripture said in the book of Colossians that Christ is the sum of all things. Meaning that everything issued from him and the combination of all the purposes of God is also him. Are you seeing it? So, as we move through time, there will be a manifestation of a two-dimensional approach to achieving this aim. One is what we call all-inclusivity and the other is all-exclusivity. Why am I teaching doctrine today? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All is that, you know what it means. Because God's plan is in Christ and through Christ. Say it with me. God's plan, God's plan. is in Christ, in Christ and through Christ. Can we say it again? God's plan is in Christ and through Christ. Can you say it the third time? If it is true, it will mean that what God is doing in time is to, first of all, exclude everything that is not of Christ. Are you seeing it? So that is the process of transformation. People ask, we are born again, why are we here? No, there are many things not of Christ that is still in your life. So when we begin to build up in him daily, the progress that the Holy Spirit is making is to use the standard Christ that you are seeing in the Spirit and begin to mold your life after that fashion. Huh? Until the only thing that is seen is Jesus. Without things, without shapes. He already has a standard. And that standard did not start when he died. The standard started before he even created so that by the time he created, he said, man was made in his image. Are you getting the point? Huh? The fall did not affect the purpose of God or the system of the actualization of the purpose. It did not. It is still Christ. Huh? That's why I used to tell you people that Christ Jesus is the man of God. There is only one man of God. Christ Jesus is that man. Adam was supposed to mirror the man of God, but he fell. The man of God himself now took up the job by incarnation. Why am I going this far? Holy Ghost, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. So you understand 
what I said now. Huh? If you understood, say amen. amen. Or should I add one more thing? Should I add one more thing? So, um, if it is true that everything is now in Christ, hmm? the resources that we need, the scripture said he filled up all things and the capacity to fill up all things is given to the man that rose to the highest of the height. Are you getting the point? So the scripture said that he rose to the highest place. The reason why he rose to the highest place is so that every single thing that he acquired, every single thing that he had capacity to do or to give, will be given from the highest plane. Huh? So the Bible now began to tell us in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 that he went down, then rose up to the highest place. From there he gave us our calling. He said he gave some apostles. So it will mean that your calling came from ascension. And ascension is the highest place in God. It is a place that Satan cannot get into. Are you blessed? So that highest place is a place that God can administrate from. That is why if we are praying and trying to access something in God and Satan is limiting us, we notice we continue to go high because we know that in the ultimate future, eh, the reality we are seeking that is in Christ is dwelling always, always it will dwell higher than wherever Satan can get to. Are you seeing the reason why we wage war? We walk. We fight. Because we know ultimate, no matter what Satan brings, eh, the solution in Christ is always higher than it. So we continue to climb high. In case where we stumbled upon today has not yet the answer and what it takes, we continue climbing. Because he rose up to the highest place and from there he shed the Holy Ghost. Huh? And he became the power to enforce every single thing that he received. That's why some of us press. We know there is more. And when we see him, we'll be like him. But for now. And the more a man climbs, the more he receives authority. When you pray from the platform of authority, it will have more impact in people. The higher you go, the more your ministry has more impact. The higher you go, the more it has more impact. That's why you can't afford to remain small. If you remain small... The things you are doing will just be impacting small people. It will be, it will be fire. That's what is deceiving some young men. They come in a meeting and there is fire everywhere. And they think that thing is equal to the fact that they have risen in authority. They don't know that there is... Uh, some of them will wonder why. Uh, but why is it that people are not hearing about me everywhere? You don't have... You are not yet invested with authority. So keep doing it in your room. There are people, if they come to their small prayer meeting, people will fall and they even snap the picture and put on Facebook and they'll be waiting for all the big men of God in Nigeria to say, Oh boy, fire don't they come oh. Now, there is fire but there is no authority yet. When authority comes on it, huh? it doesn't matter what you do. It will have a great wide of impact. I came on social media one day and I said, if you like, don't pray. 
And people came to my inbox and said that fire. When they read it, fire came on. I said, how? Some said they couldn't sleep. Some burden that they could not. There is not one person that he did not strike in the heart. If you like what? But there are people that even put where people fell under and power and was moving everywhere. You watch it and say, Kai, man of God, well done. Get back to Acts chapter 26. Okay, let's get back there. Unto which promise are 12 tribes instantly. See, my time has finished though. Let me just read out this thing and then we close. Let me read out. Is it not better? Let me read it out and then we pray and go. <laughs> God will help me. Unto which promise our twelve tribes, but I, I need to ground you well so that you don't go here without. Um seven day and night hope to come. Okay, let me see verse eight quickly. Why should it be taught? Let me see verse 9. I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Can you see what he's saying? This is what he set out to do. The next verse. Which thing I also did in Jerusalem and many of the saints did I shut up in prison. Now wow. Having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. Stephen, number one. Verse 11. And I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Oh boy. Poor Namano. Anywhere he heard that they are believers, he will go, even if Oh God, no, no, he will go there. He doesn't. That thing he said, perils and perils often, fasting often. It's only you pitying him. Me, I don't pity him more. Because he has been doing it before he got born again. He has a natural grace that is being wasted. You will now see what he said. Verse 12. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the high priest, from the chief priest, verse 13. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven. I was praying yesterday when I, I think in the night. I said, God, I, I believe something. I'm trusting God for a light that has the capacity to crack the hardest of hearts. I was telling God, there is no heart too hard. Give me something. Give me something. Give me something. When you give me the way you know what you gave me, bring the hardest of men. Let me strike. Let me strike from my death. That's my target. My target is to get to the point where if I strike hell, hell will be shaken. If it takes me 100 days to wait on God to get that. Like the armor bearer. Like the men that follow David. Let me strike once, not twice. May I cook for 40 days 
Might stay for four years, five years and strike once. Strike the depths of hell and they shake. There is no heart. What I want is this thing that happened to Paul. Something you, are, uh, you will look for the darkest of hearts. When they listen to your message, all of them will start crying. Let me stop here because as I said this thing now, something came on me. So if I continue, we will not. So let's finish. And I saw a light in the way, a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. It was shining on him and the people around him. But watch what happened. And when we were all falling to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me. And saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest? Meanwhile, he's the only one hearing voice. Light struck down everybody, but he's the only one hearing voice. And the important thing is the voice. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against what? Verse 15. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise, watch, 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 watch. But rise and what? For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. To make thee what? And a witness, both of the things which thou hast seen, and of the things in, things in the which I will appear unto thee. Let me see next verse. Let me see if it's important. Delivering thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O Agrippa, Whereupon, O Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Are you getting the point we are making here? The encounter that that man had is towards an end. That's where I'm starting. What did that? What was the first thing we read today? Huh? So there is an end in the heart of God for this encounter. Did you see the marvelous encounter that God gave Paul? An average young man can have this kind of encounter and jump out. What is important is not the encounter. What is more important is what God intends to achieve by that kind of encounter that he gave you. Now, the progress that you make in that encounter will be dependent on the fact that you are consistently in view of God's end. Can you get this point? For Paul, all the time that he lived his life from city to city preaching the gospel, he is always... This thing now is in view. He's always looking to deliver people from the power of darkness to light. So if he comes in a place and there is still darkness, even after 21 days of ministration, he will go back to the altar that gave him the encounter and say, is there no resource here to help me to deliver this assignment? He will continue journeying until he has achieved the end of God for giving him that encounter. Then there is no there is no need stopping. 
So people have an encounter and they camp because they don't know that encounter has an end in God that must be achieved. Are you getting me? So if that is always in view, every man that had that kind of encounter will continue to make progress because he will realize that it, it took years for Paul to begin to touch the, the fulfillment of many of these things. So it will mean that day to day, Paul will be moving from city to city. Huh? And as he's moving, that encounter will be progressing. He will be moving from people to people, pre preaching the gospel from place to place, fasting and praying. Because the things that God told him that the encounter is supposed to achieve has not been manifested in his life. So why is he stopping now? Why are you stopping? Don't leave me like this, Jesus. Don't leave me. Don't leave me like this. Don't leave me like this. I have touched you. This is not it. This cannot deliver. It cannot deliver. Put your hands strong upon my life. Forget my tears. Forget my cries. Don't leave me. Don't leave me until we see the end. Until we see the end, don't leave me. Huh? In the night, wake me. In the day, wake me. It was the psalmist that said, Take sleep away from my eyes and slumber away from my eyelids until find a resting place for the God of Jacob. Said we heard of him in Ephrata, in the woods. Huh? But we have vowed to build a house for God, even the God of Jacob. By the time Solomon built it, he said in the book of um, First Chronicles, he said the Lord has decided to dwell in thick darkness, but we have built him a house. He said, Arise, O God, thou and the ark of thy might. Arise to your resting place. So now arise. Come to your resting place, you and the ark of your mind, and then we will rejoice as we clothe in your righteousness and celebrate the Lord. Baruch Haba. Beshem Adonai Blessed is he Who comes Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai Who comes In the name Of God Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai Blessed is he who comes Baruch Haba Beshem Adonai From city to city 
in the name of Aga so now arise come to your resting place you and the light of your mind and then we will rejoice as we close in your righteousness celebrate oh Lord so now arise come to your resting place you and the eye of your mind for thou art the temple of the Holy Ghost and then we will rejoice as we close in your righteousness. Celebrate the ark will be carried on the shoulders of men. So now arise. I am your resting place, Lord. Come to your resting place. You and the eye of your mind, and then we will rejoice as we close in your righteousness. Celebrate, Blessed is he who comes. Baruch Abba. Blessed Madonna. Who comes in the name of our God. your resting place you and the earth of your mind and then we will rejoice as we close in your righteousness
point is develop an eternity mindset. Efficiency. Efficiency chapter 3. Let's start from verse 1. But we are looking at verse 11. For what is this next point that I just mentioned? Develop what? I need you to understand that you didn't start from earth. You started from a region that is beyond this earth and time. Huh? So the problem of many men is that they are bound with time. As a matter of fact, one of the instructions that is given consistently in the scripture, especially in the epistles, is that people who are now born into Christ should develop a, a certain kind of mindset. Huh? That is why those days they said that Christians are called what? Pregrims. Self time pregrims. They are called what? That means they walk this earth as if this earth is not their permanent home. Anyway, those people they did not fully understand what they are doing but the concept is correct it means that even if you have one billion, that one billion doesn't you are, it doesn't have a hold on you these men live upon the face of the earth and there is not one thing that they can hold on you can take anything from them but the things that they will never allow you to take from is the things that is eternal about their life they will not allow you to take their holiness they will not allow you to take tamper with the calling and ministry that God has given to them. They will not allow you to joke with their eternal future. Are you getting the point? So anything that is not eternal about their life can go. The things that they are focused on is the eternity in whatever they are doing. So if there is anything they are doing, the blessing and the focus that they have in it is the eternal dimension of what they are doing and it becomes their driving force. That is what this next one is. If the driving force of what you are doing is from the eternal scope, point of view, then you can't stop in time. You cannot say, I have prayed for two hours. Huh? Joshua, you cannot say, I have read the whole New Testament. You, how can you be saying that? Is the purpose of God running from eternity? 
accomplished have you started seeing your life in the measurement of the fulfillment of the stature that God has ordained for you have you seen yourself filling up that stature that means there is still a need for progress in the encounters that God has granted to you but do you know do you know that a man can come somebody okay let's use bulldozer for an example can we use bulldozer so let's use bulldozer the way he's praying now he now prays uh, his bulldozer he now prays 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 and people now started telling you they now start calling you as far as prayer is concerned i know a man that that typifies prayer in our generation bulldozer and then he started walking like this now the truth is that he can appear and what they said is true and as far as that context is concerned it will seem as if he is ahead than every other man as good as that is that is men that's the accreditation that men gave to you you can appear before God and with all that thing you are doing and ahead of every other man you are just clocking 10% you don't have a burden that's why I this thing I'm telling you is giving me body Eh? we can't use men let them be clapping for you go back and cry and say why am I prayerless meanwhile the last time you left 14 hours prayer <laughs> you guys are not getting you you taught the bible like this and people say oh boy you are the same Paul of our generation Paul you have come here to teach us you are, the way you talk about the scriptures you, you turn it upside down <laughs> we are ferried into borders of revelation with all that clapping and men hailing you and installing you as one of the pillars of revelation. Huh? When you take it into context, using eternity as standard, you will find that you just hit 5%. So I want to ask you, what is the standard of your judgment at the judgment seat of Christ? Is it what men said or what God has in view for you? So you see, sometimes some people come and ask, why are you still pressing? I want to ask you now. Let's check it critically. Why do you think I'm still praying the one praying? Tell me one reason. Who can tell me? This one praying. Tell me one reason you think I, that I'm praying the one praying. The sister Ijom. Huh. Ah, okay. As a human being, tell me why I should continue groaning. Huh? More of what? More of greater glory. See this man. Ha. There are things I won't tell you. There are things we know you don't know. Even what I'm interested in is just to develop anointing. I don't need to pray like this. I'll be scouting for impartation. If I scout impartation, I cook the impartation, it begins to work. Scout impartation, cook it, it begins to work. Ah, what I will be doing. But the destiny of agent. So are you getting the point now? If what I'm looking for is to expand my ministry, maybe influence, I'll be scouting for people that have it. If you have it, you have it. There are things I have. If I give you, it start working. If you incubate it, it grows. So I'll be scouting for it. I'll, so if I have prayer, I leave. I look for this one. I leave. I look for. So when I come, I, I will tell you, I'm, I'm an embodiment of many things. 
when you appear before God, you have not even clicked 5% of each of them. And your scorecard will be low. Meanwhile, before men, you are the highest or one of the highest in that. That's men clapping for you. That's why we can't stop oh, because we have taken into context what we are doing and we put it in the balance of eternity. And we found out that the clappings of men and the healings, what they are saying is high, is not high. It's 5% in the journey. We still have 95 to go. You see why we can't use men? We can't use men. Some of them are saying, two years ago you are not in it. Two years they are saying you are ultimate. They are men. They can continue to talk. Because they just know you in two years. The God that sent you knew you 15 years ago. And he knew that that path that people saw manifest in two years was a building that took 15 years. That's men. That's men for you. So the same men have appeared and said you have arrived. You are a foolish man to believe them. Take it out of time and take it into eternity. And then you will see the perspective of God. Then you put your work in balance and know why you must progress. Men that have left this scope, this understanding is out of their bearing. They, they, they will be clapping for you. That's how they clap many young ladies. Eh? Mama, 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 mama! And the nun clapped you simply because in that, within that environment, probably you are the best. And then, when another season opens, you are not qualified. The reason why you are not qualified is because you use the grading of men to check your progress. But the standard of heaven should be way higher because there is a place that God kept for you. And the, his markings is beyond time. The place he kept for me is not in time. Is in eternity. When we appear in the coming kingdom, men, there are men, oh, men like Percy Elton said that when he appears in the coming, he is the mayor of Elisha. Eh? I am a simple MacPherson. Say she is the mayor of Los Angeles. Forget the person ruling in the natural. Where are you in charge of? Every man a city. That's my target. Jesus. I want to raise every man a city. That's my calling. Not purpose everywhere. Kingdom giants with places that are in charge of. Huh? God can count on me on that. Can count on me. What can he count on you for? I know, looking at Harry, I know that he's every man in city. Just use your eye. If what I'm saying, if you think, just use your eye and check what... 50% of these people, the way we are doing, what can we become? There is only one thing we can become in the next five years. Is every man a city. It's not city. God has I'm nation. I'm, no. It's, this is not the talk. People have said it for years. He never materialized. I have to search God and find the wisdom to direct men on the path of becoming. So my focus is not to talk about the prophecy. My focus now is how do we become prophecy? You want us to fly. You are a suspect. <laughs> Verse 1, he said, I think I've already explained what about. Let me just read the scripture for for reference purposes. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for the Gentiles. Verse 2, quickly. If ye have heard of the dispel, oh my God. This is why I don't want to read. Should I explain this one? No. 
if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given to me, to you what? Dispensation is capacity to dispense. So he's telling you that you must have heard that when Brother Vincent wants to dispense his own grace, he dispenses from a two liter gallon. Eh? And the mouth is like a small funnel. What's the name of your wife now? Eh? Kelechi. When Sister Casey wants to dispense her own now, she will. You are husband now. If I use someone higher now, there, there might be trouble. <laughs> ah! Assume it's the opposite. So, when Sister Casey now wants to dispense her own, she dispenses from a 50 liter. And the funnel is bigger. Paul is saying that you know my own. Huh? That my own is 50 liters. I operate in this dimension in an undisputable manner. My allotment of dispensation is undisputable as far as this one is concerned. Somebody carry 50 liters and enter this hall, everybody will look at him. But if you carry one water, eh? some people will not notice you. Are you getting the point I'm making? It is Buddha that said he came for 24 hours. You know you used to drink small water and they are not seeing you. When you now took the big one, somebody said, oh boy, you came prepared with big... Why did they notice him? His dispensation has increased. Assuming the bottled water is a representation of his capacity to dispense. So Paul is saying here, you know my, my dispensation. God gave me to you. So as far as the dispensation given to this man is concerned, Paul had the highest. I just pray you even understand what I'm saying. But, but meanwhile, let's go. Since Some of you, you need to listen to this thing for the next three to five years. Then you will understand. But I'm speaking to your spirit meanwhile. So you grow. You don't need to understand everything I'm saying. You need to receive it with your spirit. Then in the night you'll be praying. And then you'll be becoming that thing you had even before you understood. That is more important. Then after six months of experiencing it, then you listen to the message again. Then you now understand. Ah, is this what he said? It is now happening to me. Now I understand. Now I can do it again. You are blessed. How that by revelation he made known unto me what? The mystery. As I wrote afore in few words. Let's see what is the mystery. Whereby when you read it, oh my God, who is this guy? Cry. Who is this guy? He said, whereby when you read, you may, you may understand my knowledge. It's not you may know my understanding. He said, you may understand. So, Paul is trying to say, <laughs> I am a study curriculum. Huh? You know, when you want to study in a matter, Paul is that an embodiment of that study curriculum. So, our objective now is to understand Paul. Understand when we understand his ministry, we have understood the matter. In the mystery of Christ. So, the mystery is Christ. The mystery of Christ. When in other ages, when in other ages, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto the unto his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by what? how will they become partakers? 
How will they become partakers? How will they become partakers? Everybody is not saying. How will they become partakers? Good. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God. Given unto me by the effectual working of his power. He said that God made him this. As a result of the gift of grace. And the proof of the gift of grace is the effectual working power. So he's trying to say, what I'm telling you is not theory. I'm not telling you God made me something unto you that is not functional. So the proof of the gift of grace given to me to execute this assignment is manifest in the functions that is seen around the life of people. So if I tell you I'm this, then that thing will begin to manifest in the life of people as a testimony to the fact that indeed a gift of grace was invested in my life to the end that God will through my life administrate his purposes. In this context, the revelation of the mystery of Christ towards the Gentiles specifically. In the case of Paul, watch. Um, next verse. Unto me, whom I am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles. What? The, what? There was a church. Where is the guy sitting here? Let me leave you. I wanted to tell you something. Verse 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hidden God, who created what? I want to hear you. Who created what? He created all things by Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's no go for that. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church what? We can't go here. According, this is where I'm going to. Let's read verse 11 together. One, everybody. One, two, read it. Focus. One, two, ready, go. So this is according to an eternal purpose. There is eternity factor in what Paul is doing. So his measurement is not in time. That is why he must progress in all the encounters that God gave him. Are you blessed? Let's see if we can do more and then we'll go for today. Okay, another is prompt obedience to divine instructions. Prompt obedience to divine instructions. Prompt obedience to divine instructions. The example I will give here now. Somebody might not like it, but I think that's the best example I'm going to give. I told a, a damsel here in 2017 to start a prayer around her area. I don't know what she did. She continued or continued. 217 passed. 218 pass, 219 pass. She never started it. Huh? Then many years later, you, you now wanted to start it. There is no progress again because obedience is not obedience if it is not prompt. It has become another thing. It has become what? If it is not prompt. Now, 
Have you heard that proverb they used to say? Boeji tetoworo otie. How many of you believe it? Huh? Ah. There is even one man that sang it in his home. How did he sing it? Boeji batego awologin. Cause I laugh and you you know. Oh, ni chake no to now. Huh? Even if you make money by 80 years, is our fun. <laughs> the problem with that, you see, the problem with that is that you can decide to wake up any time. Wake up when you are 60 years old. And Kemjika, you can wake up in age 60. The challenge is that God is not waiting for you. He's not. These are dealings coming from the mortal realm. They are not threatening. You are the one that should wake up on time. They are not threatened by time. In fact, you know what I noticed? If God tells you to do something, eh? as He's telling you, He's telling this person. That's my practical experience. And many people can attest to this. He's telling this person, He's telling this person, at least four generations. Eh? He will be working on you. And you are the one that people are seeing visibly. Then He's working on this person. Less visibly, then less visibly, then more less visible. Huh? And then as he's walking, he said, Oh boy, make we go do something, make we go find something to do with our life. You quickly raise this person. And this person will start doing the work. Might not be able to do it the way you will do it, but he doesn't care. So what he will do is that if he raises this person and one of him is not equal to one of these, there are such a thing as that. There is one man that is equal to seven men. There are men that have capacity. They can do what seven people can do competently. Those men, God prefers to use them. So what God will do, if he sees that you are one man equal to three men, eh? he will now do a scenario where he will have to combine three people so that they will meet up with the defaulting of this one. Are you getting the mystery I'm showing you? If you like, don't pay attention. This is how people miss it. Huh? So three people now to meet up with one man's default. But yet, God will not be stopped. You will never know that your replacement is already in the wilderness, like David. Tearing the mouth of bear and lion. He will be doing, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Until one day, God will appear and collect. You'll be, when you sit, you'll be wondering, if I'm not the one doing this, who will even do it? Who can God raise self? You'll be looking at yourself and say, Who can even do this? Let, let, let's calculate how many are we in the body of Christ. If we count the young men God is about to use now in the body of Christ, we are about 20. You know, they, they, who is God? Who will God use among them now more than a foolish guy? Eh? You that came up from, where did you come up from? That's why if God tells you, Jump from the window. Don't say, oh, is he, why? As he's telling you, if you are, even if you are afraid, eh, close your eyes and jump. Don't jump tomorrow. Jump immediately. The lag in obedience has impact on the consequent result. Now, sometimes you will not have result, but you will not pay for your lag in obedience. I've seen it. God called a man when he was young like me. And then when he has done business, done a lot of things, Gallivanted, did many things. The call was still there. 
at the age of 40 something he now started he cannot groan this way I'm groaning he now has 6 children that he must feed if he wants to live daddy daddy before you hear daddy daddy you will not hear it now I'm telling you you want to press into God your wife says oh boy food no day let's find something I'm telling you you will now appear as man of God huh? and then my God provides for everything today he will do a miracle he will say amen daddy daddy why a man did not labor in season because that thing that he's experiencing is an indispensable part of your ministry and call with God if it will take 10 years it will take 10 years huh? if a woman is pregnant there is what is called process <laughs> imagine if a woman is pregnant there is nothing she will do at the season of pregnancy that will make the pregnancy to come out before 9 months if you like, grow and increase your prayer power to 100 manogram. You, you used to pray for 4 hours and you want something to not happen. You increase it to 12. It will still take 9 months. It is process. So there are processes given to certain graces and manifestations and ministry. It can be 10 years. Eh? In the woods, nobody will see you. So, you are now doing many things, doing many things. By the age of 40, you now say, Use me. Break me. Spirit of the living God. At all, at all, Jesus, at all, at all. <laughs> you know what will happen? God is the God of mercy. I know him. He is the God of grace. He is the God of second chance. Not even second chance. Many chances. He will now tell you, My son, come! Come and serve me. He will now release some grace for you. You will now start fasting. Start fasting. Start praying. You know what will happen? The standard of God remains certain. Sure. The kingdom is rigid. It cannot be moved. By then you have married at what There are many things. You cannot go to a camp of faith at Okibwe and stay for 30 days. Eh? You will receive judgment from God for leaving your family without care. Because the days you should have taken time to labor on that thing, you did not. Say thank you Jesus for delivering me. You don't know what I'm giving you. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Labor while you still day for the night comet. And in that day, no man can labor. I mean, you want to labor, but you cannot labor. There is such a thing as night. There is a point you get to in life. Even God will not, you, huh? even God will not support that you now leave your family and go to Portacourt and say, my calling, and then you do Bible school. <laughs> a married man with family, grown-up family, and the children are doing they are not gathered together in our lives and said my problem now is ministry at 50 something 
let me start paying the price. <laughs> so he now started fasting. Fasted 30 days, was fasting, thinking he'd take six months. That's how elderly men went for Bible school and thought that after six months or one year of Bible school, they are now qualified for ministry. Bible school one year doesn't qualify you. There is a standard dealing it takes in the spirit. Huh? And many times to achieve that dealing will take a minimum of five years. I say minimum. We don't know the maximum. <laughs> what we have in the kingdom is minimum requirement. We don't have maximum. You can go as far. There is nothing like you are too holy. There is nothing like you can give too much. You can, there is nothing like I pray too much, I fast too much. You fast to the point you can. You pray to the point you can. There is, prayer can never be too much. Giving can never. What we have is minimum requirement for the job. Once you hit it, you re receive. But that you pray too much. There is nothing like that. So imagine a man that his waist is now paining him. Huh? And then Victor and, uh, and Monson ago will be carrying him to Sunday evangelism. And you know the way Victor behaves. And two of you have the same grace. Just that I, I think your own is higher. If you walk with Monson, you are in trouble. He is moving machine. You, you need bike to catch up with him. So as he is moving like this, an elderly man of 50 will now want to follow. You can't do that. The reason why you can't do it, there is, there is a day that God called you, you left. Then you come back, the price has to be double. Because you'll be paying for what you are supposed to do and you'll be paying for your imprompt disobedience. Your obedience came, but it came late. Do you know what is called do more range? Huh? It is what you pay for. Those days, we used to hire VCR. Those days, Nigerian movies are Nigerian movies. If you, if you watch, there is a movie they call it Godo. How many of you know it? Your, your father is a millionaire, so you started enjoy. You enjoy too much, Oga. Okay? You must fast. So, when you go to those, the business are folded. They used to rent movies those days. When you rent, I think it stays three days or one week in your hands. Eh? When you don't bring it at that time, it now starts adding maybe five naira or ten naira. Depending on how many days. There is such a thing as do more age. They, when the time that God has ordained for you to enter, dog has passed. You start paying do more age. you you know me and you we know <laughs> that thing uh, because if uh, you can't do many of these things if you like don't take advantage of it because it won't last forever I have seen it it won't last forever we just spoke as elders hmm? but do you want to pay do mortgage me, I don't want to because in fact, there are some encounters that is tied within a time range. A time frame. Huh? So if you don't obey God, you have missed totally. That's why some people, God is calling them now before they have entered campus. They are not aware. They are just moving. They, are just, they now realize in 300 level, they are about to go. Oh my God, call me off. 300 level. They now start doing gudu, 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 gudu. And say, God, I must accomplish God. 
and they pray, 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 pray. God say, I have heard you. I've shown you mercy. And I give them two extra years. I know you will not believe this as me. <laughs> the, word, the things I'm teaching is, is practical lesson. You need to learn what I'm telling you. Your extra year is because you realize your calling. You entered late. Eh? And you began to cry. Use me or I die. He said, I will use you two extra years. That is what it takes for you to measure up to what it takes to deliver on that kind of ministry. You will not grow now. Hmm? Somebody told me he has been looking for admission. So I asked the guy, tell me the reason why God is obligated to giving you admission. There are people that are late in obedience. When they finish youth service, God still kept them in youth service. It's you that finished youth service. <laughs> You are the one that finished your service. Hmm? According to what it takes to execute your new season. Eh? Other people's new service is one year. Your own is two years or three years even. That's what it takes. I want to ask Harry, have you finished your service? <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask, have you finished? Eh? I want to know your answer. Have you finished? Mm. There are many people that are hanging because they have not finished. That whether you like that you have not and his mercy. Any element of imprompt obedience, mercy will make sure you stay behind to measure it up. And the days is coming, it might be inconvenient for you, but you will have to find extra grace. You will notice that a proof that you are now out of season in obedience is that the demand did not lessen. You, are, you now have extra grace. It's an act of mercy. But the standard will not be lowered. Let me say the last one. Then we we'll stop. Are you blessed? So the final one is Practice. 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 This final one, should I say it should be the first one? Because you will never even know the power of what you have received or what you have encountered until you begin to put it to work, until you begin to practice, until you begin to practice until you begin to practice until you begin to have you tried to test some things that God told you or you encountered how many of you you have had an encounter and God told you I've given you the healing anointing raise your raise your hand huh you say you have not had an encounter what happened let's get a mic and extract something <laughs> Let's be fast. Let's extract. It's not once or twice, but just in many, many occasions where, like, I saw myself ministering to people, both on the streets and in congregations. 
and healing and all those stuff. Have you prayed for the sick today? No, sir. Score him over ten. He scored you zero. <laughs> you want to be on the safe side. Who? You saw yourself healing the sick. Huh? It was an encounter. It was impressing you. It doesn't matter how the encounter comes. It doesn't have to be a dream. And be you are reading the Bible. Or you saw me healing the sick and God said, told you, you can do this. Huh? Amen. It has happened to you. Mm, tell me your own. Praise God. It was so when I started following online. Sometimes when I'm coming back from my workplace, I'll be listening to your messages. And when I see a mad person, to just push him. Amen. Her own is tell her toward mad people. Said when she's coming back from work and she's listening to me, she will now notice that if she sees something with them, go and hit the one person. Go and Have you prayed for one before? <laughs> many of you are guilty of this. Many of you, many of you, you are guilty. You have not even tried. Let it be that it didn't work. Should I tell you how it worked? I, I was is it I was reading a book on healing and the man said something that changed my life forever. You know what he said? I used to think maybe God has given me the healing anointing now. Anybody I pray, fam, pray, fam. I pray, 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 it didn't work. Pray, pray, it didn't work. But I stopped because a voice started telling me. Look at you, you want to disgrace yourself again. The one that happened before, you are not satisfied. Oh, yeah. Your family and your village, oh, yeah, disgrace them. I will tell the person I will be praying for you. Eh? I will be interceding for you. God will intervene in your life. This matter, I will take it up in prayer. Oh, but just say the truth. You don't have the boldness, the faith. Something is telling you if you pray, it won't work. So you transfer the body to intercession. God said, should I tell you, I've said it often. He said, heal the sick. He, doesn't, he didn't necessarily say pray for the sick. It means that when you come before the sick, action is what is required. Intercession is before you appear. But when you appear before the sick, command the sickness to go. Command, if his hand, command it to stretch forth. It's not the time to be saying, Father, in the name of Jesus. Your word said Shagambara. Da, da, da. That is not time for tongues. That's time for decrees and declaration. At best, if you want to say something, say what is written in the Bible. Guess what? I prayed for the first person, nothing. Second, nothing. Third, nothing. Fifth, nothing. I continue praying, oh, praying, oh. 
I now stopped. I read one man. He said, why did you stop? There is also a story I heard about the general overseer of CPM. said the way he started was that he came, he was doing evangelism, saying that God can do all things. God can heal. The blind, the lame, were gingering. The way Joshua was gingering us yesterday, gingering us, gingering us. Imagine if somebody did like this. My son, this thing you are saying, is it true? He said, Daddy, come this side, Daddy. <laughs> so, a lame man was there. And God told him, Come pray for the man. He now raised his preaching, now increased. With all that he shouted, he was saying, Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. So, after some time, he now can't resist it. He now called the man and said, Daddy, come this side. He now took him to behind where people will not see and told the man, oh yeah, stand, stand in the name of Jesus. After praying, sweating for 20 minutes, nothing happened. He now heard the voice, take him out to the stage and pray for him there. The man died hundred times. Let me tell you, part of the things that happen initially when you are practicing the things that, is, that are the proceeds of your encounter is that God will allow you to die to what you are in the flesh. Because that thing is pride. The reason why many people have not healed the sick, have not started working in the anointing of their calling, they, you, know, you don't believe it, but it's pride. You are very proud. Because all you are, the, what you are saying is, what will people say? Is it not true? That means you are interested in your image. What is important is not what will people say, it's what will God say. And what God will say, He has already said. And what did he say? He the sick. But you are thinking, even if he didn't work, go. At least God told you, and you go back to him and tell him that he didn't work. What happened? That one obedience we receive a response from him. You are not qualified to know why he did not work if he did not obey. So he now took the man outside. He was dead. That's why men, people like men like Catherine Kuman. She said that she dies a thousand deaths before she comes out on the stage. He now told the man, you can rise up in front of everybody. The man was a known cripple in the home market. He doesn't know that God wants to set him up to blow his ministry everywhere. He wanted to go to the back and hide it. But God wants to blow it everywhere. So when he took the man out and took him off, he began to walk. The home market scattered. How many of you want to join me and scatter the market? Pray in thoughts for one minute. Jesus! Use me and do something that will scatter the market. Scatter the workplace. Scatter the campus. Make sure you are prompt in obeying. Make sure you set your heart in practice.
two more minutes. Let's trust God for something to come. God cannot send us empty-handed. He must give us encounters sufficient to carry us to the place of manifestation. He must give us. Oh, uh-huh. 
is an encounter for every hungry heart here. Yeah, yeah. 